Are mealtimes a serious struggle? Does your child eat a limited number of foods? Does your child eliminate entire food groups? Are you tired of waiting for them to just grow out of it? Welcome to How to Unpicky Your Picky Eater, where you'll learn strategies to help your picky eater expand their palate. With Christine Marotti Yoder, a pediatric feeding specialist, speech pathologist, mom of a child with feeding issues, and author of Mealtime Mindset. Let's get started. Here's Christine. Hi, welcome back. We are here for another episode, and our topic today is not no, but later. And this is probably one of my favorite parenting hacks of all time. I feel like when I discovered this, it was very life-changing. And I really hope sincerely that it also changes your life too. And I honestly will really use it for everything. Like I do not really isolate this to feeding in any way. This is really just a general parenting trick, I would say, but I find it extremely helpful. So one, I don't even really even know how it started or if I got the idea from someone, I honestly don't even remember. Um, but what I basically do is I never, I try not to say no. I, ne- I'll ne- I will not say that I never say no because anyone who knows me has heard me tell my child no <laughs> before. But I try to limit it to when they're doing something like really bad or dangerous. Um, And I had heard that. That I had heard from other parenting experts and books and whatnot. But what what I did was I figured out how to like kind of deflect. And I'm I'm not saying I came up with this strategy. I'm sure I like heard someone do it or it was suggested to me. I cannot for the life of me remember where I heard it though. Um, But really all I'm doing is agreeing with them, but deferring it to a later time. Because really, is there really anything that I'm not going to give my child that they're asking for? at some point, right? Like I'm not saying give them whatever they want, right? But like, honestly, there's a time and a place for most of the things that our kids are asking for. Like they're not asking to like go into outer space or anything, you know, like for the most part, they're asking for things like, I want ice cream. I want to go to the park. I'm going to ride my bike, right? They're asking for things that you would probably say yes to at some point, right? So really all we're doing is we are deflecting and deferring to a later time. So we're not ever really saying like, no, you can't have that. Because honestly, they can have it, just not at that moment, right? Like it's maybe not a great time for them to have that thing. But that doesn't mean that they can never have it, right? So essentially what I'm doing is deferring. So here's how I do it. I just say, like if it's ice cream, for example, you could have ice cream later, and maybe it's after dinner, or maybe it's tomorrow. Um, You know, I don't know. 
but it doesn't have to be. Later can be almost any time, right? I mean, later can be tomorrow, right? When we say, I'll see you later, we don't say, I'll see you later and expect to see them in 30 minutes. Later can be next week. It could be tomorrow, next month, okay? Um, but most of the, in most of the cases, it's going to be within like about 24 to 48 hours that they're asking for this. So that's generally when I use this. Um, so can I have more ice cream? You can have more ice cream later after dinner. But here's the second piece of this that I find is almost as equally important as deferring it to later. You have to give them something that they can have now because essentially you are saying no. And even though they're not hearing the word no, they are still interpreting it as that they are not going to get that item at this moment, right? And that's still on some level going to upset them. So I found that if I just tell them what they can have at the moment, even totally unrelated, it still helped so, 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 so much. <coughs> oh, sorry. Um, it seems like everyone is sick this time of year. I don't know what's happening, but I'm really grateful that I am starting to feel better. Um, sorry, I digressed. So again, you can have ice cream later after dinner, but you can have your ball right now. So I'm giving them something else. And again, like I said, it doesn't have to be related. It's not like I'm saying you can't have ice cream, but you can have Cheerios, right? It might not be a good time to eat at all, but you wanna give them something tangible. Like, and it has to be tangible, I feel like. It has to be like something that they can immediately, like you can watch this video, you can play with this ball, here's your book, here's your whatever, whatever it is, but you can play with Elmo, like whatever they want. Um, that's what they can, that's what they can get. Um, and I use this even for people, right? I want grandma. Yes, you can see grandma. You can see grandma on Wednesday, but you know what? I know you're sad, but right now, do you want to FaceTime grandma or do you want to watch, you know, whatever his favorite video of the week is. And most of the time, that is enough. And that has avoided so many meltdowns, I can't even tell you. And will I say that in all cases that this will work? Absolutely not. Of course, that sometimes his desire for that one thing is so great that it outweighs whatever I throw at him. And in that case, I sometimes will start throwing different things. Like I'll still be firm and say like, well, you can't have that right now. You can have it later, but maybe you want, you know, your, I don't know, whatever it is, your rainbow wheel now, your um, tablet now, your water wow now. Like I might just start throwing other options out because what the first thing I came up with wasn't as strong of a motivation, um, you know, for him. And, you know, when they do have that breakdown, 
and I've heard this, I've heard from many a book and psychologists, but you always want to basically get down to their eye level, right? Look them in the eye, give them a hug and basically say like, you know, I understand how you're feeling. Like you want to basically acknowledge that they're mad at you. They're angry, they're frustrated, they're disappointed. So you want to try to honor that and they probably can't articulate their feelings, but if you can kind of articulate it for them. So if you say like, I understand you're feeling frustrated, you know, and then you want to say, you know, and it's okay. You're allowed to feel frustrated at mommy. Like I understand. And then I always end it with, you know, I'm sorry. I know it's hard. Mommy makes the rules, right? Or, oh, I'm sorry. It's hard that mommies and daddies make the rules or that grandmas make the rules. Um, but sometimes me only doing that first step where I just say, oh, I know you're feeling mad, right? Sometimes that literally will stop the crying in its tracks because they're like, oh my God, she does. She knows. She knows I'm mad. Okay. (laughs) And that really does help. And I remember when I first tried it, that I was shocked because he literally, it stopped his crying in its tracks. Me just identifying what his emotion was and validating that it was okay that he had that emotion. I just gave him a hug and we did move on. But I know what it's like to be with a child that is having a complete meltdown. And in that time, it's gonna be super hard to implement this. But I'm telling you that if you implement this at the beginning, before it gets to that hysterical meltdown point, you might completely avoid the hysterical meltdown point. And I really encourage you to try out this method because it definitely works. Like I said, it's not going to work 100% of the time, but I'd say you're going to scoop up 90% of the time where you're either going to like completely avoid a meltdown or you're going to have a much lesser meltdown because you have given them something that they can have. You validated their feelings. You've gotten them down onto their level and you are, you're, you know, showing them that you like, you understand why they're upset. And I think that's so much of why kids get upset because it's like they don't know how to explain how upset they are and why they're upset. And they sometimes at some point they might not even know what themselves why they're upset, right? Did you ever have kids that are just screaming and shouting over like seemingly nothing? Um, and they're just like hysterical rolling around on the floor. And then like, you know, by the time they're done with it, they don't even remember what set them off in the first place um, when it gets to that point. But this really works. There are very few instances that I have I have tried this and it did not work. Now, I'll tell you with a child that has some cognitive challenges, this might get a little tricky because there's the concept of later isn't there or there's just too many words in your sentence. So for a child who's nonverbal or is just cognitively, they're just not able to understand this concept, you're gonna struggle a little bit more and you're gonna have to break it down a little bit more. 
um, that's when I'm sure you might have seen things like a first then board using pictures. Um, you know, first we're going to take a bath and then you're going to have a snack, right? And you might have a picture of bath, a picture of snack, and first is a certain color, then is a separate color. And, you know, that's like a concept that they have to like learn and they practice over and over again. Um, so that's like a great way to break it down for kids that struggle a little bit more with language. But a child that is able to understand um, this, your language is going to do really well with this. And you don't, you don't have to say like a specific time. Like it could be like, you know, Wednesday, I mean, you know, for a toddler, they don't understand what Wednesday means. You can't say, okay, well, you're going to have it Wednesday, but, um, or you might not be able to say, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is you, you can conceptualize it by saying like, you're going to do it after bath time or, you know, first bath, then snack. Right. So it's not like a time or a special day. Um, it's really like a concept of like, Oh, okay. Okay. I know that it's going to be at a specific like part of my day, not that it's going to like completely, um, you know, be at this time. I don't understand like four o'clock. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> um, they don't, you know, if they can't tell time, if they don't know days of the week or months of the year, that means nothing. So take note of where your child is developmentally before you start throwing out laters. Um, but I like to do it like conceptually, like, yeah, you could have, you want more milk, you could have more milk later after dinner, but right now you can have water, right? So, you know, after dinner, he knows when dinner's over. So he understands that. Um, so that's like an easy one, but try using this concept. Please share, DM me, um, at Foodology Feeding Therapy on Instagram. I'd love to hear how you implemented it and if you were able to avoid some meltdowns and um, how it worked, how the strategy worked. Um, please use this as often as you'd like for as many different um, scenarios as, as you'd like. And if you think that this is really useful, please share it with somebody that you think would benefit from hearing it so we can just spread more like positivity and uh, we can all avoid a few lesser uh, tantrums in our lives. Um, and give us a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It just takes a couple seconds, but it helps us so much to uh, help people find our channel and also get this help that they need. Um, you know, not everyone has access to feeding therapists and that's really why I created this channel because it is hard to find. And when you do find it, it might be out of reach financially. So we want to get the message, you know, into as many parents and pediatrician ears as possible. Um, please feel free to go to our website, foodologyfeeding.com. Um, this month in January, 2023, we have a free webinar coming up, 
uh, all about how to talk to your kids at mealtime to change mealtimes for the better. And um, if you want more specific help with this, um, we have our parent course, Picky Plate to Clean Slate, where you can um, basically go at your own self-pace and learn how to uh, you know, help your child overcome their mealtime challenges, just very step-by-step -step, um, using our method that, you know, we use in our, in our own feeding clinic. Um, so thank you again for joining us and we hope that you join in again soon. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to How to Unpicky Your Picky Eater. To learn more about achieving your child's feeding goals, check out Christine's website at foodologyfeeding.com. And be sure to tune in next time to How to Unpicky Your Picky Eater.